CNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan where Mike Basick is on what we're calling a good bender today. The latest query that he has had is, is there fiber in breast milk? Wanting to know if that helps Noah poop. Also, we have found out that Eric Chiafalo is not the only one that has violated the clubhouse rules, as perhaps yeah. Zach Wolchuk did <laughs> yes. something even more egregious. But the we're going to talk about the Mavericks. The Nosebleed Nation is making their presence felt with authority in that bullpen. I asked, not in the bullpen, in the clubhouse. I asked Jared if he'd hop on for the C-block today. So okay. we'll have Jared tell some stories from the clubhouse this morning. And whenever you'd like, you just tell me, Kevin. I uh-huh. will give you all the dietary things you need to know about breast milk. Uh-huh. Okay. I look forward did to that. Did you Google I it? Guess. I did. Wow. That's the way you get answers. When do you want to know? I not... Let's talk Mavericks. Yeah. We've talked enough baseball. I feel like breast milk and baseball go hand in hand. What? Okay. Why not? Is can Jason Kidd's postgame jab uh-huh. actually make an impact? Because I know there are concerns about is the coaching trajectory of Jason Kidd going to follow what we saw in Milwaukee? Yes. Like, like I, I understand all of that, and I think there are some hardcore basketball fans who do. But Jason Kidd also had some, some would say passive-aggressive, some would say very pointed comments at Luka do you think that will make a difference? Or my, my question to go along with that is, will having somebody like Kyrie around make a difference? I hope all the answers are in a positive way. Right? Sure. I'm hoping that that loss on national TV, getting national attention for a 24-hour cycle until we found out that LeBron James has a major foot injury yep. that he played through and might miss the rest of the regular season, is I'm hoping it does. But nothing has impacted Luka Doncic's argumentative ways yeah. with the refs. He cannot help himself. That's his drug. His, his cocaine bear or his meth yes. is arguing with referees. He knows it's bad for him, but he loves it so much he cannot stop doing it. I'm hoping in a positive way that after that game where he had 15 points in the first quarter and 11 the rest of the game, where most people watching that game said he got distracted by the referees, obviously Jason Kidd felt like I it was I think he a admitted as much, too. Yeah. Is that he lost a game again because he cannot handle refs making questionable or bad calls uh, in his mind. With Kyrie, I wonder this. I don't know this because we're having to go into that press conference in Jason Kidd's head without him being specific and saying, was it all about Luca? Is he saying, I know we've kind of written it off. Is he saying, well, we traded for the savior, right? Like yeah. we needed a savior. Luca said he needed somebody to help him and we've traded for the savior, Kyrie Irving. I'm not Kyrie Irving. I'm not the savior of this season or of this team. It could mean that we've all taken it to mean Luca Doncic. I assume it's Luca Doncic who's he talk- who he's talking about, but Maybe, and I don't know this, is there any way Jason Kidd is also taking jabs at that just being the trade? When Jason Kidd was like, I want Kyrie, but if you're going to do this, because from what I understand from around the NBA and people that I've talked to, when they made the trade for Kyrie, everybody thought the Mavericks are going to make another trade or two because they know how bad they have gotten at defense. They know how bad their big man rotation is. And they are going to make a few other trades to make this thing look better on a piece of paper than what it looks by just trading Kyrie 
for Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Okay, so from that respect, then, does I mean, is he kind of imploring both Kyrie and Luka to grow up together? Uh, because and I know they got to do it real fast, but man, they didn't deliver on that. We have to add that. So maybe they can do it later, but then you know you're trying to re-sign this guy, maybe keep him around. If, right. I know there are lots of different avenues this thing could go, and I don't. Want, I, I tell you all the time not to worry about it too much. But if they can grow together now and form that 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 bond here, yeah. then maybe it does bode well for future. And then another move can be made in the off season to put them in a better position. Kevin, you have uh, yeah, the I'm, wide eyes. I'm like, what's going on? I Because I want to talk more about basketball, but I saw this, and I'm just now reading through it, is... We traded Dak? No, it's definitely don't make a joke. Okay. Um, the Texas Appeals Court has revived a personal injury slash sexual assault lawsuit against Jerry Jones that was originally dismissed is now it was dismissed last february but the dallas morning news is reporting that it will resume and it very well could go to trial so you remember we had this conversation about the allegation was that multiple like well-known cowboys people were like in the room maybe when this happened or they knew about it and she claims that he forcibly kissed her on the mouth and then grabbed her. In September of 18? 18, exactly. And so the lawsuit came about in 2020. So the incidents alleged to have occurred in 2018, the lawsuit came about in 2020. It was dismissed last February, and now it has apparently been reinstated. I have not totally gotten the explanation for that. And the Mm. Dallas Morning News speculates that that means it's likely to go to trial. At the time... Jerry Jones denied the accusation, called it malicious and hurtful. And this morning, the report from the Dallas Morning News and Lana Ferguson is that the Cowboys did not immediately respond to comments. So I didn't mean to throw that off, but especially the idea that it could go to trial, that feels disastrous for a variety of reasons she's gone by jane doe and jg is the more the more recent one that i see here okay Kevin. okay uh, her attorney said we uh we always knew we were going to win because the law was on our side and wow that, i mean I, I guess in the details of things that's yeah. where it comes to light more yeah okay. it's just and I, this this part too that kevin that i'm always fascinated in because you brought up the de- the desire to be in court is different yes but uh the the bowers the attorney said uh, a victim's finally going to get her day in court, and that's very important. And, and you and I know we've had discussions with other women who've been like, why would I want to go in that place and get destroyed, dissected by another person, make me feel bad about something yes. that happened to me, and now I have to relive that. Man, and that's that's a great point. And I just, I don't know, like it's never as simple as. Well, if it really happened or you really weren't guilty or whatever, you would go to court. Whenever people send that in, I'm like, that's what I think. Me personally, if I got accused of something, I would be like, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. I'm not settling anything. We're going to the end of the line with this. But, like, I I, I imagine in these different scopes where things come across – Uh, on the Cowboys or Jerry Jones all the time. Or if you're like a big-time person or whatever, sometimes it might be worth not worth the hassle and you just want to settle it, but then you brought it up. We talked with somebody I know who was sexually assaulted. We asked her, why would you not want to go to trial? And Corey's spot on. She she told us, and it was awful, and she goes, why? 
So the other lawyer can say like, oh, what were you doing there and slut shame me and everything like that. And so it is interesting. People have totally different perspectives on this. But at the end of the day, what I remember about this court case, if you're just focused on like a PR aspect from the Dallas Cowboys, because we're a sports show in, in real life. The real thing that matters is this is awful if this happens. Yes. And I feel really terrible for that lady because she said it caused her emotional distress, which I can only imagine that, of course, it did. From a PR perspective for the Cowboys, I remember – I can't remember the names, and I don't want to haphazardly throw anybody out there, but I remember the lawsuit originally at least listing like two other known people that were former – cowboys that were supposedly in the room and so if this were to go to trial does that mean these people will all be up on the stand does that mean jerry jones will have to testify well like this feels like it it could be a a very massive story beyond this and then kevin to add to that like we how many does it say like how many months real quick that it could possibly like sometimes these take another six months to a year 100 percent. and i don't want to rule out that they could resettle or whatever the case might be like none of this might happen but it's just not great yeah. i think the the other like immediate question on this is if i mean what if there was some reality to this like let's i'm not sure. i don't want to try and defla- and say that there's no chance if there is reality to it kevin the carolina panthers owner had a very similar situation and he sold the team Sure, and, you're and, seeing that play out with Daniel Snyder like in real time. And the real the real thing about the Cowboys is that like Jerry Jones is a fixture. He is the face of this franchise. So I mean Mike, we talk about that all the time. And his family's just as invested in this team as as he is. So if a situation like that does uh does lead to that, I I'm I have no clue how they would handle that part of it. Mm. Or how the NFL, because that was kind of precedent in that they leaned in and said, All right, it's time. And I don't know if they would do anything like that to the Cowboys either. And that would be, uh, uh, I mean, like the most significant thing to happen to the Cowboys ever if uh, if Jerry Jones was kind of had to had to do something different with this club. And I just keep thinking about this, Mike. I don't want to like because I know the situations are different, but it just always feels like it's. Something, something, right? because Michael something. Irvin, Michael Irvin's in the midst of his thing, and I, I'm not. He had like I, a 17 minute interview with Mike Ducey, I think, on Fox the other day. Yeah, and I want to make clear, I'm not saying that yeah. that means any of these people are guilty. And in fact, obviously, Michael Irvin and his legal team went on the offensive against the Marriott, and it was like, hey, what is this bullcrap that you're trying to conspire against us? But it is a crazy. It's crazy. We're at spring training, and right when we left the Super Bowl, there was an accusation that got ta- that got Michael Irvin taken off the air. And now that we're back at spring training, there's a revitalization of this accusation that Jerry forced himself on a lady. Corey, I can't remember the topic that you had. And it's it might have been during COVID. I can't remember. But you got really mad. Not mad. Mad's not the right word. That like you hate having to talk about these things. You didn't get into sports talk radio for these things. And yet this is life. This is. This is way more life than us covering Jack Leiter and Kumar yeah. Rocker today pitching for the Texas Rangers. Like, I'm really excited about that today. I can't wait to watch almost maybe nine innings of Rangers baseball to watch Leiter and Rocker pitch uh, in a big league spring training game. But now we're going to have to cover this. Yeah, and I, that's and it kind of stinks. And I'm not trying to listen. If Jerry Jones did these things, I hope he does have to give up the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want him around a team that I would love to root for if he's this type of person. But I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there, obviously. It was probably, I don't know, but 
I don't know how public this was when he did this, how many people were in the room. I think there's a more than just Jerry and the woman, but I can't even remember the mm-hmm. whole story. There's but, people throwing him in. I'm trying to get confirmation on the names. I don't want it to just kinda, say. It kind of stinks, Corey, that, like, dang it, on a day we're talking about the Mavericks trying to rebound from a horrible loss against the Lakers on national TV, Lighter and Kumar Rucker. We just got to talk to Young and Bochi, and then, like, you know, this whole thing comes up, like, hey, now we get to talk about sexual assault from possibly the – the uh, Cowboys owner, president, general manager. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's, this was it was Deshaun Watson that okay. kind of drove me to that point of man, like he's he's a fun player to watch, and that's the thing that you want to talk about. But you, and you kind of want to ignore those other things, but they do need to be brought to light. Like they have to be, yeah. so that people feel, as we discussed, Kevin, the the women feel more comfortable whenever those moments do happen. Sure, uh, you know, and but it it is. I want to talk about a guy that's uh, they got all thirteen wickets. You know, and, yeah, and a, yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever it is, I want to talk about somebody that did something special. And and it's really tough whenever these kind of stories pop up, and because a like you said, Mike, they're the Cowboys, so it already dominates the coverage. And then on top of that, it's the owner of the Cowboys who has made himself the face of the franchise, and so that means that the coverage uh, goes on there. So and if yeah, you, it stinks, just, Corey. If you think that's bad, like I, I, this is what the morning news story says. I have no freaking clue if this would actually come to fruition. Can you imagine if this did go to trial? Like my, oh my gosh. gosh. What That's why would that coverage discovery. be Discovery. Like? I, I, that yeah. discovery is going to be insane, and a lot of times I bet that's why people settle. It's not just because of the annoyance of it. It's because the I do not want any of this evidence leaking out or any of this information that people discover leaking out because mm-hmm. it's going to be far more disastrous than any monetary penalty that you would pay. You know, Mike, one of the stories that I'd just seen a few minutes ago I thought would be kind of an interesting uh, nugget to add in. Gavin Lux out for the season for yeah. the Dodgers uh, with a torn ACL. Really? And that's where look, we, we just talked to Josh Young, one of those guys that's kind of in balancing back and forth. He's got this talent that could go do that. I thought that would be an interesting story to kind of compare there, but obviously this one, you know, supersedes that pretty quickly. So... <laughs> It's, uh, we got the Dodgers tomorrow out here in front of us, Kevin. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So in case you missed it, within the last you know, 30, 45 minutes, story coming out, Texas Appeals Court has revived the sexual assault lawsuit against Jerry Jones, and there are thoughts that perhaps it could move forward to trial. Jerry Jones has denied these accusations back from an incident that happened in 2018 and said they were hurtful and malicious. Then the case got brought in 2020. It was dismissed last February, and now it is back. We will see what the next phases of that are. All right, coming up next, I'm going to give you guys... Steel and Pollard expected to be ready for training camp, though, Kevin. Okay, well, I mean, that will probably feed into one of our topics later about one of those fellas is getting the franchise tag, and it ain't Terrence Steele. All right, coming up next, we got a couple of options. We can go back and really dive in to the Mavericks topic. We can talk some different, less soul-crushing football. We've got some options. 877-881-1053. You want to get into the conversation? Let us know what you would prefer, and we'll do that next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where I really don't love the way Corey and Mike are staring at me right now. You, Mike was scratching your back, and and he said, hey, Corey, Kevin loves when you scratch his back. So I went to scratch your back, too, and you... 
you like got moved away from us. I don't thank you. And I don't understand. Like, is it you just don't like to be touched, or is it scratching? I'm just. I'm not a big fan of being touched. Adrian wants me to scratch her back every single night. Like every night we were on the, on the couch, funny. she'll come over and she'll pull her shirt up and say, scratch my back. And so I have to sit there and just like scratch. And it's not like I'm sitting there scratching like an itch. Right. It's just kind of a gentle. It like, feels great. She loves it. And you're like, don't touch me. You could see how maybe I wouldn't want y'all to scratch my back though, right? What do you, do you ever get massage? I don't know. It was there. When you take the massage, you put it in the casing. You know. Yeah. (laughs) You understood the word I was trying to say. I did one time because Jess got us a couple's massage, and it was really weird. You have to take most of your clothes off, Mm -hmm. and I didn't. I it was okay. I didn't love it. One time, did they I lean got a, in your ear and go, "Is that pressure good enough?" No, okay. but yeah, but yeah, they're just—they are like, "Does that feel good?" Mm-hmm. And it—I don't—I didn't love it. I got a massage one time in Dominican Republic when we were on vacation, oh All right. and I'm laying on my my tummy, mm-hmm. and you know, you have that thing where your head sits, where you can, you know, your face obviously, so you can breathe and everything. Mm-hmm. And the woman giving the massage to me took her finger. And rubbed it around my lips. Why? Oh, and God. I didn't know what to do or <laughs> say. God. What? While well, your head was in the Sue was right next to me. <laughs> the, you know, it was a couple's massage thing, and you know, I don't know what to do in that moment. And I'm just like, is this part of like a Dominican or a massage that I don't know about? I've never had during a massage somebody go underneath the the thing where my face was and kind of rub around my lips or on my lips. What's the real, like, how did, is that a relaxer? I don't know I don't how know. that works. It didn't sound very relaxing I, to him. Like, if it, it was my you? wife, it would have been very relaxing, but I know it's a masseuse. Did Sue's lips get, Why like, can you not say those words? Did they do the same thing to Sue? That's what I asked afterwards, and she said no. So it was a mic-only thing, yeah. huh? This is wild. Does she have a man massage her and you had a lady? No, massage? I think it's two women. Okay. okay. All right. This is fa- I need the 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com, <laughs> text line. And we were there with friends, and I asked my buddy, who they had a couple's massage too, and I said, hey, did the lady like, mas- like rub your lips like to start off? Did like you the- see her hand? Well, who do you think it no, was? No, no, here, well, now I'm starting to question. Did like maybe a cat, no, a cat walk through and like I, its tail got up on no, your lips? No, I, I had what? My, I had my eyes closed, but I might have opened my eyes. But I just I think it was her finger. Maybe it was like a dog just kind of walked up and like. Where did this massage take place to you? I don't know. He said the Dominican Republic. It was like in a nice hotel. Did, but did your other friends? Did that happen? They started to them? dying laughing because they know. <sighs> what? Maybe she just had to touch my lips, but it was really confusing. That feels not okay. That feels not okay. Mike walks in and she's like, I have got to get my hands on those lips today. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't think. It was weird. Yeah. From the 682, all right, well, you've struck a chord. Oh, my God, Mike, I had a couple's massage, and she was going way too high up on my leg, and I had the same panic. Uh, took a vacation in Mexico, got tricked into a massage on the beach. They had these two smoking hot ladies advertising for massage. And then when you lay, lay down, it's these two completely jacked dudes come up out of nowhere to give you the massage. Wow. That 
is somebody was asked was there a flavor like did it uh was no there, like orange flavor it, luckily it had no like some chapstick flavor or something it had like no that. no anything like that it was weird but i mean you know i bring the stories to the people if you're ever in the dominican <laughs> republic you might get your when you lay down to get your massage and you think they're going to work your feet or your legs or your back they might start with your lips all right <laughs> I guess I don't know. Spring training out this is here. The first time surprise. I've heard the story too, and I'm just so happy. I'm stunned, glorious by all of this. I I don't know. All right, so I've got good luck giveaways for the Rangers season, mm. and I thought maybe y'all would want to know some of that, especially the bobbleheads. Okay, so if you get a chance to write this down, great. If not, maybe I'll have Corey text you each listener all the information. Is there's eight bobblehead giveaways. They start on April 21st with Marcus Simeon. Then Corey Seager is on May 19th. The Nathaniel Lowe Silver Slugger is on June the 3rd. Jacob DeGrom is on June the 16th. Captain's 20th anniversary, July 1st. Hey, you know that day. Martin Perez. That's Corey's birthday. All right. Happy birthday, Corey. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, it's wild, but yeah, thanks. Martin Perez on July 15th. Nolan Ryan baseball card bobblehead on August 19th. He's the only former Ranger uh, getting a bobblehead. I I baseball yeah. card bobblehead. Like, yeah. he comes with a baseball maybe card and a bobblehead? Maybe what if the bobblehead's him in his tuxedo? Or, like that stadium club or card? Or him uh, uh, cow punching uh, old uh, Robin Ventura. Oh, could be. What if he's serving you a hot dog? Because it's, it's Nolan Ryan beef out there. And then Adolis Garcia is on September 23rd. But since you brought it up, is Topps Baseball. That's your birthday, isn't it? Oh, that, yours is the no, 21st. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Happy birthday. No, okay, thanks, buddy. Is Topps Baseball Card Night will be on Saturday, July 22nd. So a whole bunch of cool options and everything like that. They will also be doing the $1 hot dog games again on Wednesdays. So a lot of fun stuff for the Rangers. I wanted to bounce back to the Mavericks for just a minute because okay. it felt like we like yeah, we lost started that. a conversation then the Jerry Jones stuff came up and we didn't really have a chance to see that through to the end is and you were kind of on a roll but everyone who missed it is we had a conversation that maybe Jason Kidd some of the stuff he brought up or maybe it's just the general national attention that yeah. that blown lead to the Lakers got will this make an impact in terms of maybe the team in general but I feel like in terms of specifically the behavior of Luca was the direction that you were thinking yeah and and we were talking about Luca and we've talked about Luca yesterday we talked about Luca just a little bit during that segment and I do think it was directed towards Luca, not completely, and yeah. I brought this to Corey, is there any chance when he's saying, I'm not the savior, is that it looked like Luca said, I need a savior. I need somebody to help me. Mm -hmm. And they brought in Kyrie. They didn't trade for anything else, even though the rest of the NBA thought that the Mavericks were trading Tim Hardaway Jr. and Christian Wood, and I think they tried everything they could to trade those yeah. two guys to get guys that could play some defense and help them with rebounding and stuff like that. Is there any chance that part of that quote, Corey, was towards Kyrie at all, that he was brought in to be the savior to Luca, like helping Luca? I don't I, I don't think so. I think it's just him saying that those guys have to figure it out on the court. Like that he can't yeah. he can't fix whatever they they have to learn together. They're the ones that are gonna be able to fix it. He can give advice. Like he can lend some advice to it. He can he can say, hey, I did notice this. They can sit down and watch some game film together. 
But it, I mean, that's three of the highest basketball IQs around, man. Sure. In uh, in the coach himself, and I don't know if his style uh, of coaching is, hey, I'm going to sh- teach you all the details, or I'm just going to observe and let you yeah. figure that part out, and then help guide the ide- the identity of the team in a direction during the playoffs. I am getting scared, Kevin, that Milwaukee Bucks fans have chimed in after Sunday's loss yeah. in that press conference and said, "Welcome to Jason Kidd." This is pretty much playing out in the same timeline that we had him. Loved him the first year. Yeah. Started wondering about him the second year. He started saying, what can I do? I'm not the point guard anymore. I'm just a guy watching the game like you are. And then it just ended up that Milwaukee had to move on from that situation. And I'm not saying it will be exactly the same, but it's worrisome that a team has chimed in, chimed in to the Mavericks kind of Twitter and said, guess what? You're going down the same path we went in Milwaukee. Okay, so then the question that came up that I was thinking about, and then I saw somebody text in, is that the coaching or is that just lack of general roster building right there? I, can it, I think it can be both because I, I do think that there are areas of this team that are talent deficient. But then there are also times that I wonder about the starting rotation or the last five-minute rotation that I was like – that does feel like, or lack of timeout usage, that does feel like coaching. Yeah, and that is where, I hate saying this, I'm generalizing this. Steve Nash just got fired this year from Brooklyn, coaching Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Steve Nash, Hall of Fame point guard, I would say probably one of the 10 best point guards in NBA history. Not like way up there, but he's in that category, Hall of Famer. Jason Kidd, one of the 10 greatest point guards in NBA history. Isaiah Thomas, one of the 10 greatest point guards in NBA history. Magic Johnson, arguably the greatest point guard in NBA history. We go down this list of the guys that you would think would be the best coaches because they were the point guards leading the team on the court. They're the head coach of the team on the court. And yet they have all really struggled to then – we take the ball out of your hands. We give you either a suit or nowadays, you know, slacks and a shirt. And we say, now coach from the sideline. And we have not had a good guy do it. I will say this. Mark Jackson even got fired. And Mark Jackson is one of the five greatest assist men of all time in NBA history. And the Golden State Warriors said, you're not the right fit. You're not getting the most out of what we think is more talented. They bring in Steve Kerr. They start winning championships. It's one of these things, Corey. I know I'm generalizing here, but these great point guards don't seem to be able to put on the suit or go over to the sideline and be the point guard of the team from the coaching standpoint. And I, I do think that like the, the message has to be clear. And I think Steve Kerr's approach was a lot more hands-off than Mark Jackson. I think that that was like he he's like hey here's how we're moving the ball around we want to do these things to create open shots I think that's you know part of their game and everything but man we talk about Maddox Kevin I've always had this theory on Mike Maddox Kevin Mike and that is your first game you go out he's gonna let you go out there and pitch your way mm-hmm. and then after you screw it up he's gonna go now do it my way and 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 this goes to managers all over the place. You have to know when to push the buttons and when not to. And if you start at the beginning of the season pushing buttons and riding people that way all all season long, is the message eventually going to fall on deaf ears at some point? And is Jason Kidd saying, I'm going to let a lot of things happen, and whenever it matters the most, that's when I'm going to zero in and start put, and start pushing the buttons on these players to motivate them to go do something else. And I know regular season, there's 82 games. It's a lot of time to cause conflict. 
and a lot of time to, to get players to be better. And I think that's what we want is you want to see the Josh Greens and the Hardys grow. And maybe Jason Kidd's approach to it with some of these other guys is i got to let them find them, and then I'm going to find what they're good at, and then I'll push those buttons when it happens. I have a few other Mavs notes for you. I haven't seen an update yet this morning, but uh, Maxi Kleba – is possible to come back tonight okay and it was amazing he was talking about the surgery he underwent is they took out four inches of his hamstring or excuse me they took out part of his hamstring tendon and then he had a four has a four inch scar down wow. the back of his right leg and he kind of joked he goes i don't recommend doing it just to experience it but then he added i was shocked at how advanced medicine is and how good this came out and how fast it went because you remember everybody thought it was done yeah done until next year and and so even that's that's the thing even the mavericks are like generally surprised at how quickly he might be able to come back and if it's not tonight it feels like then it would be the next game and then a positive that's exciting by the way absolutely i will say this real quick it is scary that possibly they overuse him for defensive purposes yeah. his body cannot handle more than 20 minutes a game you you play him consistently every night 25 30 minutes he will blow out on you whether it's a back a knee a hammy he cannot handle an nba schedule and then this is another positive thing about kyrie irving is there's a fellow and i'm gonna try, i think i got the last name cameron mofied is he's 22 years old and he started a gofundme in hopes of building a school in Nigeria and then an orphanage in Ghana. So he had originally set the GoFundMe for $5,000. Then on Sunday, he woke up and a $45,000 donation had been made, and it just said Kyrie. So Kyrie Irving donated $45,000 to this GoFundMe, which had an original goal of five thousand, now it's raised sixty-five thousand dollars for education, love, and care in Nigeria and Africa. And the guy who set it up said, "I went into a state of shock." And he now plans to name an orphanage classroom, and now they're going to build a basketball court and name it after Kyrie Irving. So I know we get bogged down with like, and sometimes very rightfully so, with some of the things that happen. But that's just flat out awesome that like i don't even know if he has any connection or how he has any connection to like the person who did the gofundme but he's like you're gonna help out in nigeria and ghana bam here's way more than you asked and it's somebody is want to do like this is not for sure by any means for sure i know like uh uh, there were a lot of you know when brian scalabrini hopped on with us he's like how are you guys doing and we were like woof uh since since he's gotten here i've wanted to like Kyrie. Like that's everything he's done has been like, man, that's I like what he's saying. I want them to win together, obviously. Like that's gonna be the most important part. But I really like my father in law was like, I didn't I didn't like him at first. But gosh, every time I hear him talk, I, I wanna like him more. And like this story didn't come from Kyrie. It came from the guy who ran the GoFundMe. Yeah. He's like, Y'all need to know yeah. about how this is and so I always wonder like that's how like how we found out about a lot of Cam Newton yeah. stuff. We were like, Hold on. Ever was always somebody else telling the story. He didn't want the credit for it. He just wanted to get it done. So obviously you can't help but wonder, like, all the things you know positive that Kyrie has done, like how many other projects are there that he's contributed to in any number of ways that we have no idea about. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Daniel Snyder, unlike his team and former QB, goes on the offensive. Next, right here on The Fan.
KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Stop doing that, Mike. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Nuggets. And we start with... Gravy biscuits. Um, Buttermilk biscuits. That's what I usually say. Got it. There's a lot of stuff happening with the Washington Commanders. The first thing, as anticipated, they did franchise tag... Ron Payne. Dang, we were going to sign him. We were never. Oh, are you sure? I think so. If I was Stephen Jones, I'd come out, man, that was disappointing. We were going to make him a big offer. Just to lie, just yeah. to make it sound like we actually are going to spend money. It would be like three years, $15 million. Can he not say anything about a player that would be under? Like, he couldn't say anything about him, right? That person, I think, would have technically been out of contract at that point. So Interesting. I can see how they would have frowned upon it, but he's going to get franchise tagged 18.9 million dollars what's a contract anyway you know that's a good point is tell me about it tomorrow all right settle down <laughs> is let's go oh you so you do have the steven information then right or is that still for later oh no what it oh about the franchise yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we've okay. got that later all right so yeah. for washington there's a lot of other stuff going on okay is yeah this is interesting Supposedly, we'll start because there's multiple bad bits of information. We'll start with this. Daniel Snyder, now allegedly, per a report from the Washington Post, is he wanted owners and the NFL to indemnify him against future legal liability if he sells the commanders. Go ahead. Mike, what does indemnify mean? No clue. All right, Kevin, can you help explain? I'm just listening to him talk and just (laughs) going to pretend I know. Essentially, it's a fancy way of saying protect in case of future lawsuits, legal costs, etc. You can say protect or you can say share the costs. I do Like either way is a way to look at it. I do wonder if in the protection part of it, if the NFL is like, yeah, we'll find a loophole there. Uh, like, I'm sure they'll write something in that gives them a loophole in any kind of uh, discussion there on the front of, like, spending money to protect him. I don't think that they would. I, I, I know he's saying he'll sue them for it, but I think the NFL, again, would f- try to find a loophole and say, no, well, we're not protecting you financially here. And that's the thing, because a couple owners described it as, quote, ridiculous, and another one said absurd. And then that re-sparked the conversation about would the owners just vote him out? Because it's like basically Daniel Snyder knows everyone wants him gone. And he's like, fine. But if I sell the team, I want you to have my back if I get sued for any number of other things. And they're thinking to themselves, well, that's stupid. Maybe we could just get rid of him. And that's to start. Then we get to the loan thing. Like, okay, so that's bad enough is you're like, I want protection in case I sell the team. Other owners are like, that's stupid, and no, and maybe we'll just go ahead and vote and force you out. You would think that's a bad enough day. But then we go from that to the fact that the, I think it's the three minority owners are alleging that Daniel Snyder illegally went around the board to get a $55 million loan to help secure the next stadium and now we're talking not only nfl violations but financial violations that could potentially though obviously a lot of white collar people get a slap on the wrist and a fine and everything but that could potentially lead to jail time in addition to needing to sell your team or having it taken away from you or x y and z First they also off, released Carson Wentz. That doesn't feel as relevant not in the at span all. of all of this. My question on this is, how did how is a $55 million loan going to help him build a stadium, dude? Stadiums cost so much money now. You're right. What an I, idiot. So, well, my thought about that is, 
you know how the world works, right? You scratch my back, I exactly, exactly. And so I kind of wonder whether it was no, whether it was to get some infrastructure in place, whether it was to grease the palms of city council people. I have no freaking clue. How do you get a fifty-five? All right, dude, like a fifty-five million dollar loan. I can't even fathom. What I, how I would look the paperwork's gotta be insane. Sure. And all of that. And then what do you do? Do you ask? Let's for go to Wells Fargo and Bank of America today after the show. And just, and just see. Like, I want to apply for a loan, and they say how much? You're like fifty-five million dollars. Yeah, I want to. I want to build a new stadium. You just see what happens. Here in surprise. <laughs> You think that they would loan it to us that day? I desperately, three of us. desperately want to roll tape, and I want you to put your Luca case of graded <laughs> cards, and they ask what your collateral is. You're like, that's my MF in collateral. That would be amazing. Yeah, man. That's uh, that $55 million is a lot. But he circumvented the process. He went around the rest of the board. Yeah. And that's this is why they want him out, dude, because he's that guy that's trying to run amok within the NFL, and they're like, that we can't have you doing this. It's so crazy that you say that's why. I'm not. It's not that. The, it's just no, all the chaos but, of him. But you just think about it. Like, that's a reason enough, right? Yeah. Shaking down the NFL to protect him legally, that's reason enough. Oh, by the way, there's all the other sexual and general misconduct allegations that happened at the organ with the organization. And so, like, you can pick three different reasons at least why they would not want him to have that team anymore. Hey, by the way, Kevin from the 254. Hey, report the F in Cowboys S. Don't save it for later. This is why I listen to this station. So something happened with the Cowboys that we talked about two segments ago. Sure. I'm, I'm presuming there. So Yeah, that was like an hour ago now. Yeah, yeah they're re... Okay, so basically... The Cowboys are going to use the franchise tag. Probably, we'll get more into depth about. Oh, what that's I, I was be. thinking about the Jerry I, stuff. I think My that, and then for the Jerry thing, yeah, they have reinstituted the personal conduct and sexual assault lawsuit from 2018 that got dismissed this past February. So we will see how that goes from the two one four. Maybe he funded and owns the Allen High School Stadium. I do not know. Any of Is that, that how much to that be cost? the case? I think it was sixty million dollars. If I so recall, he wouldn't correctly. even have enough money for that. That's with true. that stupid fifty-five million dollars. Get a discount or something. Just give it back at that point. All right, let's talk about some potential rules changes. First of all, the Eagles proposed allowing players to wear the number zero on their jersey. This feels like an easy thing to rubber stamp as a pass. What? Why can't you have a zero on your jersey? Um, you can have a ten, a twenty. What's the problem? It doesn't make it. It's it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, like it, there's there's no reason not to allow all the numbers possible. If they're not retired, then you should be able to to use a number. I mean, can I like use a even, logarithm? I don't want like a division sign on there and stuff. Just. Your whole numbers. Are those numbers? Oh, like is a division sign? That's not a number. It but when it comes to an, a logarithm, oh uh, my Reginald, God, that is not what that word is. What do, What would you like to see? What would you? What kind of a logarithm would you want? E. What? He's not lying. Okay, somebody took calculus. Good for you. <laughs> is all right. Let's go from that to more of Mike. The, what's your favorite logarithm? Oh my God. M C. Uh huh. That's a good one. That's would always you squared or no. I think you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. It equals E. I know that. It only, it only equals half an E if you don't square that it. That is not how squaring works. Is <laughs> like equal, All right. Like equals a staple. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's half an E. That's not. It's so. Squared it's a full That e. is so incorrect. 
Gosh darn it. I have to be careful because the last time you were like, oh, I think you said a bad word. <laughs> All right. You definitely did. So the NFL <laughs> we is, bleep it. is warned their teams. <laughs> I know. Thanks a lot, Carter. Is back in January, the Associated Press reported that if you had any, like, shenanigans in terms of your combine questions and everything like that you could get fined up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a draft pick no later than the fourth round the nfl's like haha no that's wrong you can get fined three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and a loss of a draft pick no lower than the third round so like if you're asking the wrong questions or doing like inappropriate things in terms of the line of questioning with the prospects during the combine you could get hit with a fine but more importantly that draft pick would hurt teams for so sure. or could. so in in that because we talked to frank provenzano about that he was always the guy that was just trying to see how people handled uh you know adversity or in weird situations and when this happens i wonder how if you go to a, a, a therapist or something and say hey how do i if you bring somebody a mental doctor in to say how do i really try to push this person's buttons the right way without doing like use like what happened before if that helps okay like Josh Young? Yeah. Man. Y'all are okay. Let's I'm, go. Go I, ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Let's go from that to a couple more rules, onside kick alternatives, including the one that the XFL has used, have been proposed. They have been tabled for now, though, so I kind of wonder if they're going to watch the rest, the rest of the XFL season to see how that plays out. That's going to be tough. Nobody's watching. That is a good point. And then the they're bringing back the third quarterback rule. I think that is with the 49ers in mind. If your first two quarterbacks get hurt, then hopefully you would be allowed to have that emergency third quarterback. I think – the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs got mad at me at the Super Bowl. Oh, Clark? Yeah. Clark, I think. About got, Bouchelle? Yeah, because I just was – I'm just saying I wasn't rooting for Chad Henney to get hurt, but I was like, dude, if he gets hurt, I think Shane Bouchelle gets in the game. But I guess he couldn't have gotten in the game because he wasn't an active player for that playoff game. With the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, some more spring training showcase. Could the Cowboys, excuse me, could the Rangers and the top of their lineup be near the top of the AL? 877-881-1053. Let us know. We'll do it next right here on The Fan.